Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 10th, and our reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Now remember, Paul is really having a discussion about the importance of holiness. Yesterday, he addressed sexual immorality. He's going to touch on a couple other things today. Beginning in verse 1, he says this, When one of you has a dispute with another believer, how dare you file lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers? Don't you realize someday we believers will judge the world? And since we're going to judge the world, can't you decide these little things among yourselves? And the point Paul is making is that as believers, we should rarely need the legal system, that we ought to be able to work out our disputes together to do what is right, to be honest, rather than dragging in in the court and destroying our witness. Then here's the next thing he says, beginning in verse 9. He says, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God Don't fool yourselves. Yesterday, he touched on sexual immorality. Today, he's going to broaden his reach. He says this, those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or who commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. The truth is we all have a past. We all have independence, immorality, rebellion in our past. But God has delivered us from our past and is moving us into a greater and growing measure of freedom and obedience that flows out of what Jesus is doing in our hearts. So Paul says, when that's true, it changes our behavior. And if we're continuing to live in immorality, then that's a good indication that Jesus is not present and working in our hearts. Remember, when you trusted in Jesus, you got a new heart. The Spirit of God moved inside. And the Spirit of God is crying out in you, is moving you, compelling you to follow Jesus. I mean, when I look at my own life, I gave my life to Christ at a young age, and I was struggling with immorality, but in my heart, I was desperate to be free, desperate to change, desperate to receive the healing and and all that I needed to live in freedom. The truth is, I would describe it this way. When I was living in sin, I was living out of my brokenness. It really wasn't rebellion. It was independence. I was trying to find a way to get the legitimate God-given needs in my heart met. And I didn't know how yet to get that from Jesus. So I was trying to get it from the world, but I was operating out of brokenness. I wasn't operating out of rebellion. I wasn't saying, you know what? I'll pray this prayer so I can go to heaven one day, but I'm going to do what I want to do, and I really don't care what God has to say about it. And Paul, I think, would say when that's our attitude, then it would indicate Jesus has not given us 
a new heart yet. And maybe the spirit of God's not present yet. And then watch what he says next, verse 12. He says, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. I don't want to be controlled by any sin, any immorality, anything that's producing brokenness and destruction in my life. He goes on to verse 13. Food was made for the stomach and the stomach made for food. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about our bodies. In other words, we can't use our bodies in sexual immorality and claim, well, this is just the way God made me. God made me for sex and God made me for pleasure. That's true in the context of marriage, but not outside of marriage. And I can't claim freedom and grace as a license to sin. See, God cares about holiness. And I think sometimes in the church, we just, we just have to be careful that we're not excusing our sin and blaming it on grace. God wants us to be free. And remember, if we're hanging on to sin, sin is going to destroy us. It's not really good for us. God's trying to lead us out of sin, not just because he wants to be in charge, but because he knows that's what's actually best for us. Now watch what he says beginning in verse 15. Don't you realize your body are actually parts of Christ? When we trust in Jesus, we are baptized into the body of Christ. We become part of the body of Christ. We become the bride of Christ. Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute or live in in some form of sexual immorality? He says, never, never, never. And don't you realize if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her. As the scripture says, the two are united into one. The person who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. In other words, I think is why Paul would would say that sexual immorality in a way is more serious than some of the other things because we're uniting Christ with immorality. So when I if I get in bed with somebody other than my wife, that I'm taking God into bed with me. And, and Paul would just say, God, that's a, that's a problem. Why is that such a problem? Well, he answers that question. Verse 18, he says, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one. In other words, it's a little more severe for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You don't belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So honor God with your body. If we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, when we trust in Christ, if God came to live inside of us, then we don't want to unite our temple in sexual immorality and drag God into our immorality. No, he has purchased our body, not with money, not with silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus. We belong to God. So let's flee. Let's run from sexual immorality and run to Jesus and allow him to lead us into healing and freedom and obedience. Let me pray for you. Father, we live in a culture today that is just 
bombarded with sexual immorality. It is such a challenge. And God, we're so grateful that when we trusted you, you gave us a new heart and that your spirit has come to live inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're so grateful for that. And God, we pray that by your spirit, you would heal our hearts and transform our behavior and lead us into holiness, into your very best. God, we want our lives to reflect who you are. So God, set us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say.